Welcome to the New Zealand Tech Podcast, presented by Paul Spain and Anne Guests. Welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. This is episode number 95. I'm Paul Spain. I'm Bill Bennett. And I'm Paul from iPhone New Zealand. Welcome along, guys. Thanks for Hi, having Paul. us. Hey, uh, we, we have a bit of news to discuss this week. So first up, let's talk, let's talk Microsoft, let's talk Windows 8. It's their week really, isn't it? It's Microsoft's week. Well, they've uh, they've certainly they've done everything they can to make that the case. Uh, there, there's obviously been some other announcements and things that have been coming through from from others trying to steal a little bit of their thunder. But but you know Microsoft's back, and that's probably got about thirty A's in it. That word. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think about it, Paul? You're from uh, you're from you represent the uh, iPhone New Zealand uh, uh, blog or website. So uh, yeah, you you're um, you're somebody that works with Windows, with yep. Mac, with iOS. Yep. Um, what do you, what do you think this the Windows eight announcement means and uh, you know especially as we look at some of the hardware and we've got a bunch of it here with us tonight. Uh, so, so from a kind of Apple mainly user perspective, um, I think it's very very interesting. Um, um, the OS, the mo- the Windows eight mobile OS, um, very very interesting indeed. It's nice to see them do something different. Um, I suppose what we talked about earlier, the standard kind of icons and a grid. And um, they've got the live tiles. Um, so, yeah, very, very interesting and one to keep an eye on for sure. For, for, for me personally, it, it, it's kind of better than Android now. Um, but, yeah, definitely one to keep an eye on. Um, will it sell? You know, that's the, the golden question. It's the big question. But it, it's pretty clear that Apple's got comprehensive competition now. Um, yeah, you know, from phones, tablets, and on the desktop. Oh, absolutely. The gap is closing. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess what it comes down to here now, you know, we've, we've you know, looked at the differences in the technology in the past, and you know, we, we've sort of come to that conclusion that there, you know, there isn't a dramatic sort of difference across, you know, Microsoft, Google, uh, Apple, in terms of there being a, you know, one clear leader and and um you know when you look at it from all the different perspectives obviously we can look at it from a sales perspective and say well you know google and and apple are, are doing really well with uh, with mobile devices uh microsoft continue to do well every single year at selling you know windows on desktops and laptops i don't think you know too much too much question about that you know there's billions of dollars generated in all those spaces and microsoft plays further up the market too in a way the other guys don't yeah, in terms of all the enterprise software and, yeah. so, and, and, and so on that they have. So, you know, all of them are very successful in their own right, in particular niches. Uh, Apple, you know, their, their primarily profit uh, comes off selling uh, the iPhone and the, and the iPad. But, you know, by a long shot, you know, Mac sits, you know, very, very, very far down the, uh, uh, you know, the, their... Um, uh, Priority you know, list, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, because it doesn't it doesn't generate similar revenues to those other uh, those other products, right? All three companies now have hardware. All three now have a cloud play, um, and all three of obviously have software. Um, so they're you know it, it's shaping up to be a tripolar world. Yes, that's a, that's a very good way of putting it. Now, um, we've we've been we've been playing around with some of the hardware. Now, uh, first up, this is this is one we haven't talked about on the podcast before because we haven't had it. Uh, in fact, we we're not sure that there's too many people uh, with uh, with the Microsoft Surface probably 
in this part of the world uh, just yet. We know that uh, Microsoft have been showing these off in uh, in Australia, but they're not uh, they're not shipping yet. So here we've got the um, the Microsoft Surface uh, for Windows RT. So uh, a, a pretty sharp piece of hardware, isn't it? You, it is. It is. Um, whether it's I mean whether people are going to like it more than iPod, you know, oh, sorry, the iPad. I think it's a matter of taste. I think it comes down to a matter of taste and to some extent a matter of application. If you want Office, this is the way to go. Um, it's beautiful looking. The screen, look at the screen. It's a beautiful image. That's like um, we we spoke earlier about the you know allegedly low res screen, but I mean there's just no because it's a, it's, yeah. it's HD resolution, yeah. which which I guess matches. Yeah, there's still people, you know, they're still selling in stores today, uh, you know, 50, you know, inch uh, TVs with the same resolution yeah. as we've got here on a uh, on the 10.6 inch screen. Uh, of course, the iPad does have that higher definition, but I think it was The Verge that did a, uh, you know, that put some of these behind something so people couldn't see what the device was but could just see the screen. Yeah. And the majority of people actually picked the Surface screen over over that of the uh, Retina display on on the iPad, which was which was you know quite interesting. Seeing seeing it tonight in the flesh, um, I, I was very surprised at the quality of the screen. I was expecting, yeah. you know, no, nothing like this. But yeah, very impressed with the quality of the screen. I'm less impressed with the keyboard. <laughs> It's um. It's so this this is the the keyboard we're talking about is uh, the keyboard um, that comes in the um, in the in the cover. Uh, somebody remind me of um, of what Microsoft call it's the call, touch type call this yeah. the um, touch cover, isn't it? This so is this the is the this cover. is a touch cover. So it's yeah. a uh, about a three millimeter uh, thick um, cover, similar in many ways to um, Apple's Apple's touch cover, um, but they've got a keyboard in it. Now, of course, there is also one that has a proper keyboard yeah, with a yeah. bit of, a bit of travel in it. Um, I guess you do a lot of typing, right, Bill? Yeah, I grew up with Imperial sixty six typewriters and so on. I'm pretty old school. In fact, um, this one reminds me of the Sinclair Spectrum, which we were joking about earlier. <laughs> I think <laughs> it actually works a bit better than the Spectrum yeah. screen. If, uh, if if I'm to flick it back does. thirty years, and um, and there's no way you could type on a Spectrum. <laughs> um, you can type on this. Um, touch typing, hmm, I don't know. I, uh, I I've used it touch typing, and I've got I've got used to I've got used to the way it works. It's actually quite it's interesting the fact that you can lay your fingers on what is effectively a touch keyboard as though it were a normal keyboard. It ignores those sort of light key presses. Oh, really? And it waits until you get to a certain amount of push because it's sort yeah. of Kaza. Um, pressure sensitive and when you get to a sort of a certain level then that treats that as a true uh, a true keypad press but because you can you know leave your fingers sort of sitting on the, the home keys that's the what light. I was concerned about because that's um, what I do I mean I, I learned to type a long time ago like I said more than 30 years ago now um, on real old-fashioned typewriters um, it's the old it was the old school journalism thing you used to bash the keys yeah. and um, you know I like to give them a bit of a bash I've actually worn keyboards out um, in fact, I've got a keyboard sitting in front of my desktop at home with, where the um, you can't read the characters. <laughs> you've you've only had it a week. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. impressive. That's cool. Well, yeah. No, I think overall the hardware looks good. What we haven't seen yet is um, is the type um, is what's the other cover? The type cover. Yeah, yeah the yeah. type cover rather than the touch cover. Uh, and th there are some accessories as well that we haven't got our hands on. Now, one of the things I was quite pleased about, and this. Um, 
was was maybe I'd misread some of the information that was out there, but I'd heard you needed a proprietary uh, uh, connector to uh, hook this into a TV or a bigger screen. Uh, that may be the case if you want a VGA output, uh, but the uh, this has an industry standard uh, micro HDMI port on there as well as the full size uh, USB, which is really really handy. Yeah. Uh, so I've you know and I hadn't ordered that cable and then I had second thoughts after I after I'd ordered the surface and I was thinking oh now I need to somehow get hold of one of those and uh, and then you know I became aware that actually this just will take an industry standard uh, micro HDMI cable um, so that that's handy if you do want to plug it into a, a bigger screen uh, as yet I'm undecided you know we've we've got you know such a whole range of devices coming out with windows 8 and windows rt whether this is the device that i would i you know i would be plugging into a bigger screen or whether i'll just use it uh in the same way that i use ipad and and android uh you know tablet today um yeah yeah that keyboard gives it just a, a tad more of a pc feel than the ipad i think as well but then of course you don't have to use it with the keyboard no, you don't. You can just use that as a cover, or you can you can leave it off entirely. Uh, one of the things that, I, that surprised a few of the people that I showed it to today was that it has got a, a you know in that cover there there is the there's effectively a trackpad in there, yeah. so you can control a mouse on the screen. And and yeah, I you like know that. I guess the, the large majority of us have used it. Well, you know up until now, the only tablets that we've been able to use, uh, you know, have been you know they're purely touchscreen. Yeah. Uh, and you know, unless we were looking at the Windows Seven stuff, which 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 doesn't really compare, uh, and yeah, being able to ha being able to have that uh, that mouse pointer and you know control uh, certain types of apps, or if you you know remote working and need to link into an office where you've got a remote desktop, uh, actually being have that sort of PC type functionality on a tablet is uh, is very cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's the surface. The other ones um, that we've been we've been playing around with, and we grabbed um, the the two other ones we grabbed are um, the sort of hybrid um, uh, laptop come tablet devices. There's the um, the Samsungs which we did the video on a, a couple of weeks ago. So we've got the Samsung uh, Smart PC, uh, which is is I guess you've got that clamshell sort of. Uh, uh, capability, so it's 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 like a laptop, but then you can just undock the uh, or disconnect the screen and use that as a, a tablet. Nice sort of larger screen, um, but yeah, quite different if you're uh, if you're used to a, a small slim uh, uh, iPad, right? I think it's bigger than an ultrabook as well. Uh, I've certainly seen thinner ultrabooks. Yeah, yeah. I, th I mean, it's in that ultrabook type, you know, type class. I mean, a smaller screen. It's I think that's eleven point yeah. uh, six inch uh, screen. For me, I've come from using a, uh, a ThinkPad of the X two hundred series. It's actually a similar size device, except I can, you know, I can kind of break it in two and mm -hmm. and, and take away the tablet piece. Uh, the 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 thing that I've really enjoyed about the um, the Samsung um, and this is the Ative or Ative, depending on which press events you listen to and which um, <laughs> representatives of Samsung you talk to, um, the, the Ative or Ative smart PC, um, is that this one's got the, the S Pen, the stylus with it, so you can do that uh, handwriting recognition, yeah. which, you know, I'm someone that quite often will, will take a pen and paper into a meeting and you know if I can uh, if I can use that to do the same thing, I, I I quite like that. So I can keep it flat without having to have any sort of uh, you know keyboard at all in a, in a meeting scenario. Yeah, for a journalist, of course, I can take notes that way. Mm. Um, and in fact, 
I used to take notes that way with uh, Apple Newton. So showing your age. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the, but but actually, it it does work. I mean, the handwriting notes aren't that brilliant, but it works. Mm. We did see uh, this week actually. We, there was uh, an update on one of these uh, these pens that are available, and I think there's one or two of them in the market that actually uh, capture what you scribble. You can scribble on That's paper, right, yeah. and the yeah. uh, the, the pen, scribe, yeah, yeah the, the the pen will actually uh, uh, capture that and can push it back into into your uh, into a regular, uh, a regular ma- font, ma- yeah. you know, machine yeah. and so on. So. I've been using that for the last two years, I think, as uh, as a tool for my journalism and. Um, it's fabulous for interviews um, because you get, you can get an audio. You can record the audio yeah. as well, can't you? Yeah, yeah. And you can write notes and you can jump through the notes. So if you if so if, you know you can jump to a point in your notes with the pen, touch that point, and the audio picks up at that point. That's fabulous. There's a there's an app that comes with it which will convert it into a word document. That's not so fabulous, but that's got a lot to do with the fact that my writing's crap. Um, I can report that it doesn't understand any form of shorthand, which is <laughs> good to uh, know. <laughs> so yeah. you'd get a D minus for your handwriting if you were still in school, Bill? Yeah, yeah. And my shorthand <laughs> is um, my shorthand is a write-only language. Well, as, uh, as long as it's good enough for you, that's the yeah. main thing that matters. But yeah, we, uh, technolo- there are points where technology just can't assist, right? Yeah, but th- those LifeScribe pens—they go—they go for hours. I mean, I think I've had eighteen hours without a recharge. Um, you can capture hundreds of hours of audio, and um, it's brilliant. If I if I've got to cover a conference, I've even I even went to one conference once where I had to interview someone in another room, and I left the f- pen in the conference room, <laughs> recording what was going on. That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Yep, um, we'll have to look out for you leaving dodgy pens uh, around, around, Bill. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, I think uh, I'll take okay. them to uh, cafes with John Key. Yeah. John <laughs> I can imagine we could get into a bit of uh, a bit of trouble with that. Uh, so, so as well as that, um, we've got the HP and um, the HP MVX2. We we did a little video on uh, oh, about two three weeks ago, um, and this this definitely has some similarities to the Samsung, but it's got um you know it's a it's a um uh, I guess aluminium sort of you know case start to finish which which I think is a really really nice uh, feel to it uh, and it and the screen snaps off in a similar sort of way uh, a, a pretty solid uh, keyboard and and trackpad as well so if you want to be using it as a laptop then you know it works on that sort of basis uh, yeah, pr- pretty well. I'm just happy that I can use the word sexy in the same sentence as HP again. It's, um, <laughs> it, it's actually really nice. It is. It's, yeah. it's, it is probably um, you know in the scheme in the scheme of most of the devices we've seen, it is it is really um, um, you know up there. And then there's a whole lot of Windows 8 devices probably looked at over the over the last uh, few weeks. You know, as well as what we're looking at here. Uh, you know, Sony, uh, Dell, or a few you know a few others with products. But the the three that we're looking at today, the ones to me that really stand out as being um, those that sort of def- you know to a degree uh, you know define what Windows 8 and Windows RT can deliver in terms of um, you know tablets that that extend themselves to be uh, like a laptop for those yeah. who require that functionality as well. And it's definitely a lust object, techno lust object too, that one. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty cool. Um, now the H the MVX two isn't available uh, isn't available just yet, so it's still um, it's still a little way off. But I you know I think we're only talking you know a, a, a matter of weeks. Uh, obviously, the Microsoft service hasn't actually been a uh, you know, no launch date for that has been announced. Um, but the uh, the the Samsung Smart PC that's in uh, in in retail at the moment. Oh. Uh, reasonably hard still to get your hands on. There are only a you know, few units that have come into the country, so um, they, those may not stick around for too too long. And they're coming in at what price? Uh, they're coming in a retail of um, about $1,300. About the same price as an Ultrabook then. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's, 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 you know, it, it's, not, it's not too bad. Uh, you know, it is pretty unique sort of feat- feature that's not, set, that's really. It's not, not too bad for what you're getting, definitely, mm. yeah. yeah. Um, what we haven't seen yet is the prices on all the variations. So that one doesn't have, for instance, the 3G capability uh, in it. And, you know, these devices do have a, uh, you know, 3G option, certainly in some markets. So, uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see to see exactly what the what the various other iterations are once... Uh, so is, is that via a, um, a SIM card slot type thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, the, the SIM card, card slot was there on the prototype device we had previously, but on that one... Uh, it's sort of you know covered up. It's, so it's it's you know obviously they can they can make that available or not make it available, but That's it's not wish, as, yeah. not uh, not quite as 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 slick as we might see on uh, on an on an iPad, you know, for instance. Do you reckon that'll cannibalise the ultrabook market? Uh, for me, I, th- I, I yeah, I, I think that's the main reason Apple haven't put a SIM card slot in the MacBook Air and things like that uh, because they're cutting into their own kind of mobile market. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's been a few um, Apple prototypes on eBay which have had SIM card slots. I think they're their own almost worst enemy, you know. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I think the, the Ultrabooks are higher-end machines. So, you know, these ones have got the, the, the HP and the Samsung got a, um, a dual-core 1.8 gigahertz Atom processor. Yeah. And, you know, the, uh, the Surface um, has that ARM, ARM processor, which is, you know, similar direction in terms of... Uh, uh, you know, power. I mean, very, very slick in terms of using the the Metro or the you know modern um, you know Windows 8 style user interface. Uh, but you know, probably not enough grunt to drive those uh, really heavy sort of graphical apps. And you know, the, there'll be games that you know just won't be able to uh, handle it in terms of traditional games. Is uh, be, you know, he- heavy, heavy yeah. gaming uh, products. But I mean, using it tonight, there was there was no lag or there was no stuttering at all on the on the surface. No. No. Shrek is going to be an Alienware Windows 8 tablet. There, I think there will be. I mean, yeah. Alienware actually, uh, I mean, it's been interesting watching what they're doing in the New Zealand market uh, through moving into uh, retail through mm. JB Hi-Fi. They, they've got some really impressive products uh, at some pretty high price points too. I was looking over the weekend and uh, we will try and re- review the, some of these in the in the uh, when we get a chance. Uh, but yeah, there there were laptops there up to about five thousand dollars at a really high end uh, right. you know gaming machine. So for those that are really into their gaming, uh, it is worth having a look at what what Alienware are, are doing because they they are doing something pretty un- unique. And uh, yeah, that's, so they're a, they're a sort of a sub brand of, of Dell now, mm. um, which is is giving them that uh, access into. Um, yeah, the global market that they didn't, you know, traditionally used used to have, but uh, Dell are really, pu- you know, pushing them out now. 
So, uh, yeah, so lots of devices uh, to play around with around uh, Windows 8. Now, the other thing that was covered off at the uh, launch here in New Zealand was uh, we got to see some of the applications and the work that's being done by uh, some of the local developers. And New Zealand developers, uh, you know, right across the board seem to be uh, staying really at the forefront. You know, we've seen some great uh, apps and, and, and great um, New Zealand businesses uh, in the iOS space selling, uh, you know, iPhone, iPod, iPad um, apps. Paul, what would be the sort of the, the most successful uh, ones in that space, the most successful companies? Um, I, I can't think of any companies off the top of my head, but I know there's um, uh, a great base of Kiwi developers at the moment, um, and it's uh, it's only getting bigger. Um, and the standard of the applications that they're putting out is just world class, you know. Mm, um, mm. The ASB banking app, for example, that's not obviously a well, it's not for profit, but um, that's a fantastic app. Um, that's done by a Kiwi developer. Um, yeah, but the Kiwi developer base for iOS is just is just mm. great. At the yeah, moment. guys like Polar Beer Farm, Polar Bear Farm, you know, that yeah, yeah, are producing guys. some good stuff. But yeah. I mean, there there are actually there there are a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah. you know, it's it's great it's great to see that happening. And, and uh, yeah, on Windows Phone, uh, we saw you know demos from NV Interactive and, and Marker Metro on uh, on Friday. Uh, showing showing off bits and pieces like uh, you know we've got the New Zealand Herald app. Yeah, the Herald um, app's the one that I've been playing with. Yeah, yeah, the, it's the, quite, the Herald it's quite app nice. across the board on all, all platforms is is a, is a great mm, great mm. app. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a Trade Me toolbox which is designed to work on that sort of split screen within. Uh, uh, within Windows 8, so it works in conjunction with a browser. Yeah. Uh, and you use it for certain things, and then it you know, pushes you into uh, the browser for for other things. And that was, uh, um, yeah, that that was nice to see. Um, it's good. It's good to see the Kiwi companies using the Kiwi devs. You know, um, that's really good to see. And and a lot of them are picking up a, uh, a fairly substantial amount of international uh, work as well. So well, the um, uh, the Herald app is recognised internationally as one of, as how to do a newspaper app. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's good yeah. that we're setting those sort of yeah, definitely. Uh, those, I think that did it, win, it, did it win a few awards? I think it has, but I, I I know for certain that newspaper companies are talking about it, and yes. that's yeah, that's important. Yeah, too. definitely. Yeah. Now, Windows Phone. There was uh, there was a, a rather um, highly anticipated event uh, just just this morning, this morning. for. Uh, Six AM, um, I think it was. Yeah, for yeah. those, those um, that have been following the uh, the Microsoft phone platform, and uh, it certainly seems you know here and you know in the the local market, New Zealand and Australia in particular, there has been you know quite a lot of interest in uh, in Windows Phone, uh, and Windows Phone Eight is sort of like I guess there's that sort of feeling that it coming in alongside Windows Eight, it's got uh, it's got much more of a fighting chance. Um, you know, to pick up a bit of market share um, along alongside iOS and um, and Android. One of the things you can do is you can live your life in Windows if you want to. And that's 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 not bad at all. I mean, I've um, I've recently installed SkyDrive on everything from the iPad to the phone to the PC and so on. And um, I, I I I like the idea of picking one stack if you like apple google or um microsoft and living with it and i think for people in business microsoft's got to be a contender for that absolutely that i mean it's not just about the phone anymore it's it's the whole ecosystem i was trying to avoid that word <laughs> <laughs> but that is a that's the buzzword yeah. at the moment isn't yeah, it, it and is, yeah, and yeah. and it is those different bits and pieces that uh that that tie people in for better or worse but there's definitely uh you know advantages 
out of uh, you know standardizing on yeah. on one vendor or another absolutely uh, yeah. but but also some benefits of actually um, you know playing in a number of those spaces so that you can move around and you know I have to get you know quite commonly I'm I'm across on one device or another um, you know from tomorrow I'll be on on um, on the iPhone again for a, for a few weeks with the iPhone um, 5 finally uh, finally turns up Fine. after after all these weeks after the long shipping um, delay, yeah. and uh, um, you know, but I'll be chopping and changing between different devices. I'll probably be running a I couple at once. Do, you know, I think um, I think most people have a foot in each of the three camps. And that, that, that's not a bad thing to do. No. Switch between platforms because if you get so heavily invested into a particular ecosystem then it's very hard to come out of that you know because you've got to change this you've got to change that it's and there are some things that only work well in one place exactly yeah 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 yep. so uh so some of the some of the things there with with windows phone 8 uh that that have been you know some of it's i guess general general info that we've known about for a while but there are little things that we'll discover the more time that we get to spend with it uh and now at the moment we've got um samsung's um ative s or a tvs if you want to call it that uh which is their um their first windows 8 phone and really it it um it matches in in many ways the um the galaxy s3 which is a a lovely android phone uh, it takes very very similar specs, uh, but you know we were talking about it before. It actually looks a little bit sharper than the Galaxy S3 as a handset with sort of um, yeah just just the styling of it physically. Although yeah you know, these things always come down to personal opinion, but I think it's a little bit nicer. I think they had chance to say, well, what did we get right with the last one? What did we get wrong? Let's go back and. The main thing for me, which uh, makes it more visually appealing, is you know they've got rid of the white and blue plastic, and it's more kind of brushed aluminium almost the color of it anyway and i think that's a lot more pleasing on the eye price is keen too the yeah so we've seen that 799 uh, price announced in new zealand we don't know whether all carriers are going to do it at that or whether the um that initial offer we've seen from warehouse stationery which is also bundled with a windows 8 uh retail upgrade um or retail uh, package uh, whether anyone else will do anything like that, but uh, I think that's certainly getting them a little bit of attention for coming out with it. Uh, with, with it first, I mean, we're looking at still around, you know, close to a thousand or around. I think it's still a thousand and forty-nine is the full retail on the Galaxy S3, although yeah. we've, we've seen lower, lower prices at times. But you know, uh, seven ninety-nine, you can get, you can work that into a plan for nothing up front quite mm. easily. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, and we're hearing seven nine nine in the Australian market, I think, as as well. So that makes it an even even yeah. better deal considering the exchange rate differences. Very very competitive price, yeah. And very surprised to see it at the warehouse stationery this morning online. And a colleague of mine actually ordered one this morning. Mm. So uh, in terms of some of the some of the new features, uh, obviously there's that new uh, start screen that we've heard about. That's also coming to um, existing Windows phones. It'll get the bump to uh, Windows Phone seven point. Uh, eight, which gives them that new uh, that new look, uh, but there's uh, data sense, which um, is a way of really tracking which apps are using the data, and and um, also giving you some benefits with uh, you know alerting you when you're when you're running out of data, uh, and. This is the, there's one part of it that we don't know, you know, whether that's going to be available locally. But we've heard about this um, at least launching with one carrier in the US, which is that the uh, the data sense will um, leverage some um, uh, maybe carrier based service to 
compress the data that you download. So when you're browsing the web, you actually get to browse a lot more web pages um, for your, you know, for for your data, or or you know, the web pages you browse use a lot less data, which is uh, I think that's really cool. That's that's that that's smart. And doesn't it hunt out nearby Wi-Fi as well? Yeah, yeah. and so it'll go looking for Wi-Fi hotspots yeah. and 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 recommend that you make uh, you make use of those as well. So yeah, some good capabilities around that. Um, one feature that. Um, uh, I think will will stand out for a lot of parents is um, uh, the uh, the um, kids um, capability or the um, what the kids we, corner, what we call it, it? Uh, yeah kids corner uh, children's children's corner uh, if I've if I've got that right let me uh, let me let me check again um, and but what what that does is um, you can just from the uh, from the the lock screen you can just um, slide. Uh, to the left and that takes you into uh, Kids Corner which is effectively just a version of whatever on that phone but that you've you've chosen for uh, um, you know for, for a child to use so if, if you've ever got you know your kid or a friend's kid pestering you to uh, to use your phone you can just flip it into that mode and it's got the apps that you you're happy for them to use without them uh, you know <coughs> calling your mates or you know sending a message to your boss uh, um, or yeah yeah spending <laughs> lots of money on buying things and so on uh, and that looks really really slickly done actually um, I mean we've, we've seen there's an app on Android that I was getting mixed up with I think called kids room um, you know which you can which you can flick into um, and 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 has you know some some sorts of capabilities but yeah just having this built in at that uh, OS level and you know that you could just teach your kid if hey they want to use your phone just slide that way yeah uh, from that lock screen uh, you leave it lying around and so on you just don't have anything to worry about so I, I thought that's a, really cool it's a really good well implemented um solution to probably what you know quite a common problem mm, mm. Uh, and and you know that this is i guess a sign of the uh, the you know the the intense competition we've got in the space that uh you know microsoft have to do some really innovative thinking if they're gonna uh you know cut through and get any attention for windows phone uh because it really is coming from behind with with you know next to no market share at this stage and uh, you know they need to do cool stuff if they're going to uh, um, you know start winning that attention and of course there's still a large percentage of uh, you know of of phone users that that haven't yet decided on what smartphone platform they'll use so there's, there's still a reasonable opportunity there I think but uh, yeah it's it's going to it's going to take um, some some hard work to uh, yeah they're definitely uh, to, starting to on the back foot they're, they are. On, they're on the yeah. back foot for yeah. sure but you know I think there's more of a challenge to Android than Apple we will see yeah. on that. We will we will see on that. I mean, it's it seems you know Android is winning uh, certainly in the, in this market, and I think you know uh, broadly is is you know has won a pretty big slice of the uh, you know of of the mobile market because they come in at so many price points. And you know, whereas you know, in the Apple ecosystem, if you want something lower priced, well, it's a it's an iPod Touch rather than it being a phone. Yeah. Uh, so you know, Android have, have got those low end devices that cover both spaces, and you know, we're seeing Windows phones that will come in towards the lower price point, but not not right at the bottom. But how many iPhone owners realistically are going to upgrade? How many of them are, is their next phone going to be a Windows phone? 
probably a pretty small percentage. Yeah. You know, there are some that we hear from that are, well, I'm going to try this. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, usually once people are locked in with one system, they're, they're generally like to, likely to stay on it. So it is those yeah. new purchases that haven't bought something, which is... Definitely, and with uh, holiday season approaching. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah there are a few other new features in there um, there's this um, um, what used to be the, the Zoom music stuff that's now Xbox music and it is available in the New Zealand market as we heard about for uh, uh, for Windows recently so Xbox is that new enter- well, is, is the entertainment brand for Microsoft so covering music and movies and games uh, and so you've got uh, on, on Windows 8 you can get that free um, you know continuous music access music streaming yeah. uh, and if you want that on the phone then you've got to pay the $12.99 a month subscription which gives you unlimited free streaming and the ability to download um, music to to the phone um, now they've also released a new uh, companion app to run on uh, on Mac and on uh, Windows 7 and Windows 8 uh, for Windows Phone 8 users, and that will allow you to synchronise, for instance, your iTunes library across to uh, to your handset. So it makes it very easy for people that have been, for instance, uh, in you know in the Apple world, and they decide, well, I would like to, I want to put this stuff on a Windows phone. Actually, it will it will pull that stuff out of uh, out of iTunes and allow you to sync that across to your phone without uh, without a big drama. So we hear now. I haven't had a chance to play around with that. Um, uh, too much because that's only just launched today and I've only just got my hands on Windows Phone 8 today. Uh, we would have got it previously but uh, Microsoft had things pretty locked down and weren't letting um, uh, you know, weren't letting the phone sort of be, be passed around uh, prior to their, uh, mm-hmm. their, their announcement today. I mean we did have a little bit of a look uh, at Windows Phone 8 previously but it was all under sort of non-disclosure so uh, uh, it's only today that it's really become uh, you know, out in the open. It's good to see them uh, covering the Mac, pla- the Mac platform right from the start because that's something that the kind of Android's missing. You can't plug your Android phone into a Mac and sync your kind of iTunes playlist and things like that without any third-party solution. So it's good, mm. to, good to see them doing that right from the start. Yeah, that playlist integration and so on is great. Uh, they were touting that they're up to 120,000 uh, apps now for Windows Phone. Uh, so I guess you've got to pick that uh, if they've got that many on their phone platform that doesn't have a huge market uh, you know, share, uh, that we will see a lot of apps coming through for Windows 8 itself, which which is likely to sell, you know, reasonably briskly. Just you know, for, for no other reason than it's Windows, and every year hundreds of millions of Windows PCs are, are sold, yeah. uh, and you know, consumers will usually buy whatever the latest operating systems is. Uh, you know, businesses are somewhat more conservative. Uh, but there's going to be a big base of users for these apps. Pretty much any application that's been written for Windows in the last 10, 15 years can be turned into an app yep and uh you know we can and still on on windows on when you know on windows 8 not windows rt but windows 8 we can run you know all of those traditional uh applications and then we can run the new windows store apps as well now we we had a little play around uh earlier with uh with the new skype now uh we haven't been able to get uh find this the, the new skype app for uh for windows phone 8 but what we do know around windows 8 and windows phone 8 is there's this deep Skype integration uh, that will uh, basically allow your your device to uh, um, receive Skype calls without you having Skype running. So this uses the sort of the push notification um, te- te- <coughs> techniques that were um, that were I guess sort of you know launched initially with Windows with Windows Phone Seven, and so the uh, you know where where traditionally we ran the 
application in the background waiting to receive the message. Now that's moved to sitting within the, the phone or the, the Windows platform itself and also spread uh, with a cloud service where, uh, where a lot of that actual work's done. So we really minimise the battery um, the battery requirements that, that was the around main thing, these the battery, things, yeah. 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 Um, so, so that's pretty cool. And also, you know, just tying up the processing power of the computer with another application. Yeah. You know, the memory. Oh, yeah, we've got to leave that in. And and yeah, but the battery is probably the big one for mobile devices. We want them to last for you know forever in between charges. And uh, we're it's starting slow, to head yeah. in that direction, right? Yeah. Slowly. Slowly. Um, very slowly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Paul and I tried that earlier. That worked, that worked pretty well yeah. after a couple of false starts. Uh, yeah, initially, it. it didn't it didn't work. Um, I think one of the one of the th- one of the things that we've probably noticed around uh, these things is, you know, Windows 8 is almost a sort of a 1.0 release of of Windows, uh, and the, all of these new hardware products. It's all brand new, mm. and I think there are, there are going to be some oddities. And you know, we've come across one or two things that are like, oh, that's a little bit strange. Yeah. Uh, but you know, no doubt, Microsoft are going to be watching that reasonably closely, and and you know, hopefully, updating things along the way. Um, I think there's a lot to work out for those, uh, you know, particularly businesses that want to work out how to integrate these new devices into their business. You know, is Windows RT applicable and useful to business? And you know, and yeah, there will be situations where it absolutely is, but other businesses will say, well, we want devices that integrate into our uh, Active Directory, and, and you know, that's one reason why they, they might not be so keen, for instance, on, on iPads. Uh, so they might want uh, devices that are running... Um, you know, the enterprise version of Windows. Now, these uh, tablets that we've looked at today are oriented more uh, towards the home market in terms of they come with a with the home version of Windows, not a pro version. Uh, so th- there's quite a bit to work through. And, and um, uh, my team at, at Gorilla at the moment, we're working through what is the best way to set these things up? What's going to be what's going to work well in a business situation? Do you buy this tablet, scrub the OS, put the enterprise version on? Uh, you know, there are there are a few uh, things that will vary, and it'll and it'll uh, depend on the type of business, whether it's uh, you know a user bringing their own uh, you know tablet into the business, or it's something that's issued by the business. Uh, but it's it's not all clear cut exactly what the best ways are going to be to uh, to use these devices, right? No, but what, one one of the things that makes that easy is it's fifty bucks for the end. For, sorry for the pro version. Of Windows 8. At, at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You can download it for $50. Hell, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That's come a long way, price yeah. point-wise. Yeah, I almost bought two. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, well, we, used to, we used to spend, what, uh, maybe, you know, Two fifty, three hundred dollars for a, yeah. you know, for a for a Windows upgrade, and and you know, it's possible that over time they'll bounce back to that price uh, because they've they've treated this as an introductory <coughs> special. Yeah. So we you know we can't we certainly can't be uh, certain about the pricing, but uh, you know it's quite nice to see it at that low cost, so anyone can just get think, it and bump their machine up. And I think the license is for five machines. I think it said five machines when I when I downloaded it, which I thought. That is good. Mm. Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty much what Apple do for yeah. their kind of main OSX yeah. upgrades. Mm. Mm. You know, I think it was twenty nine NZ dollars this year for OSX Mountain Line, and again, it was five machines. Yeah. Yep. Oh, these are definitely good things to see. Now, the other thing about these devices, all of them boot up very, very quickly. Uh, and uh, for instance, the uh, the Surface has that 
connected standby type feature so it can be receiving email and and doing bits and pieces in in the background even when it's you know effectively using zero uh, zero battery it just uh, bumps itself on for a little bit does a couple of things and then you know goes back into that full uh, sleep mode uh, but I think we booted up the um, um, yeah one of, one of them just from a you know, complete cold boot and it was between I think ten and fifteen seconds it was you know, very yeah. very quick yeah, very but quick usually day, yeah. you wouldn't have it turned off in its entirety anyway just be sleeping so uh, you know, like your other tablet you just you know tap the button and it, and it wakes up straight away yeah mind you I'm getting thirty five minutes boot on a desktop with. 35 seconds? 35 seconds, right. 35 oh, minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, there probably are some that take that long yeah, to boot. Yeah. Yeah. No, 35 seconds boot with the um, desktop with an SSD. <laughs> when I first got Windows 7, I would still go and make myself a cup of tea yeah. while it was booting. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that was the first thing. It's, it's Pop it pretty on. impressive, yeah. isn't it? That's what I do at work with my Windows, yeah. Now, uh, back to uh, back to Apple. We had a bit of a chit-chat about uh, Apple um, earlier. Uh, but but Paul Fullerson on uh, on the the big announcements that we've that we've had uh, it was really late late last week. So we, we were talking um, announcements around iPad. We were talking uh, Mac announcements. Those are really the the two key areas. Yeah. So I mean, coming up to the holiday period, following on from the iPod and the iPhone five announcement, we now have the updated um, iMac. The 13-inch Retina MacBook Pro, which I think is going to be a, a yeah, good Yeah, people were really seller. interested whether there was going to be a, um, yeah. a, a, a MacBook uh, Pro uh, with that high-resolution high display in, yeah. the, in, the, in the smaller format. Yeah. Uh, I personally like that smaller size myself. I think 15 was just a bit too big for a lot of people. Um, yeah, it is. So I think the 13 is going to be just right for you know quite a few people. It's gonna. I think it's gonna retail around two thousand six hundred NZD for the base model. Yeah, which is quite a, a um, substantially lower price than yeah. the than the fifteen inch model, which was, which was. It came in about three four on launch. So yeah, there's definitely um, there's definitely um, <coughs> a lower price point with the thirteen quite considerably. Um, then there was the <coughs> updated uh, Mac Minis. Um, so they've had the updated internals. The new processors. Yeah, so we've got the 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 um, the, the two models. The low end uh, one um, uses a. Um, the low end one was the. Uh, so let me pull this up. So low end one is two point five gigahertz, and that's coming in at nine forty nine. That's got the core i five Intel, four gig of memory. And a 500 gig hard drive. Yep. Now the 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 next model up is the one which is really a big leap, isn't it? Because that's moved to a quad core uh, machine. For, yeah. So um, that's a quad core i7, which is you know it's a, a real leap. And you've got the four gig of uh, four gig of RAM, and the hard drive is up to one terabyte. So that's that's quite the leap. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, still uh, low end low end graphics. The you know using the um, you know the the um, Intel uh, in, graphics rather yeah. rather than a still a the full Intel on, graphics. Um, yeah. Uh, you know GPU, but yeah, for the for the average user that's not doing gaming, that's uh, the great great value. Uh, it's pretty much know, my desktop spec at the moment. Little um, machine. Yeah. And it's mm. a, and it's about what you want for business apps. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So a, a nice bump on the internal um, specs of the, to the Mac Mini. Well, I guess the main announcement was the iPad Mini. 
So the much, um, much, much rumoured uh, iPad Mini. Yeah. Um, so which will sell in gazillions, probably. Well, this is an interesting one, isn't it? Because you know, uh, Steve Jobs had had talked about uh, you know um, never, never doing a seven inch yeah ne- never yeah. never doing this this sort of little little tablet, and they've come in with well, it's a seven point nine inch yeah. tablet, not yeah. too far off, uh, but it really seems to be a space where um, you know, in in some ways, Apple are sort of um, you know. Uh, responding to what others have done in the market because we've seen these smaller tablets exactly, uh, from yeah. Amazon, from Google, from Samsung yeah. uh, that have become pretty successful in the, you Absolutely, know, in, yeah. in the market. I mean, yeah. selling some, this, this is really where, where, where we've seen, uh, you know, big, big sales numbers right it's it's where apple is vulnerable in the market and, and it's a defensive move yeah absolutely they're yeah. just uh, just closing the only gap in their yeah. kind of portfolio really and i think they had to do it at some point um due to the seven inch tablet market gaining such traction from from the other guys there's been some whinging about the price of it as well but oh sorry it's been some whinging about the price of it uh, um in the market yeah so I mean, talking in NZ dollars, um, the 16 gigabyte is going to come in at 479. So that's that's just that's your kind of start point for the Wi-Fi only that, model. And that, that those numbers are really interesting. Um, I was discussing this um, last week um, with the TV3 guys, and uh, you know, I guess you know we're talking between the retail price of that and the, the, certainly the current retail price of Google's Nexus 7. Uh, really, only a forty dollar price difference uh, in the New Zealand market. Now, you know, internationally, there are a lot of news stories saying, "Oh, there's such a big difference in price uh, that it's going to be hard for Apple to uh, to to maybe to sell, uh, you know, against the Android devices." But in the New Zealand uh, market, there's very very little price difference. I think you can expect the Androids to drop in price. That, they, I'm sure they will, <laughs> yeah. but we don't seem to have, uh, you know, the I guess maybe the fairness of pricing. On some of the other products that we now have with Apple, where the uh, yeah. you know the the price parity between uh, you know Australia, US, New Zealand, uh, you know we, we've got sort of similar, um, which you is know, odd because reasonably in, fair pricing there. A- Apple's one of the three companies that's in trouble in Australia at the moment for not taking part in their price gouging inquiry. Mm-hmm. Yet Apple's prices are. In, uh, international prices are very close to the US prices, there's, unlike there's, other companies. Yeah, they're certainly getting that, getting yeah. a lot, a lot closer than they used to be. But yeah, the Nexus Seven was was a story where the you know the the price premium uh, here in New Zealand just seemed uh, re, you know really over the top. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so as you say, in the NZ market, the the difference between the Nexus Seven and the base model iPad uh, sixteen gig Wi Fi is you know forty dollars. So. For me, there's just there's no competition. You know, there. What are you gonna? Buy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the the build quality alone, I mean, it's just just far superior to a lot of the Android tablets out there. Yeah, or I mean, very fast device. Uh, yeah. you know, really nice nice screen. Uh, you know, the, the the screen res has come under a bit of criticism. Um, but again, with the Surface, it, it you know the actual technical details of the screen, you know, they're not going to mean much to a large you know amount of end users. Um, the screen is going to be perfectly fine. One one twenty four by seven sixty eight, which is the same res as the iPad two now. Yeah, so it's sort of like a shrunk iPad two, yeah. really, isn't it? In With a slightly smaller screen, it's not yeah, going to be. When, when we look at the specs, I mean, I had somebody saying, "Oh, this would be great for." You know, an, an elderly person to use because it's a bit smaller, and yeah. you know the issue with that is actually, 
it, it won't be because the uh, the image on the screen will just shrink. It, yeah. the, the apps don't yeah. adjust sort of yeah. accordingly at yeah. all. Icons and everything just get a little bit smaller. So that's probably not necessarily the right demographic for it. But yeah. uh, you know, I think it's more those that are still that want an iPad but a little bit more price sensitive. And it's just halfway between a phone and an iPad. Yeah, we the smart cover arrived today, so you can kind of put that in your hand and get a real good idea of what it's going to be like um and yeah it's just halfway between the the full-size ipad and the uh, iphone yeah it's funny they send you the smart cover before they send you the, the smart cover is shipped pretty much straight away but yeah. the um the uh at, at actual ipad minis so if you ordered one straight away you, you there's a good chance you get you'll get it this weekend um second of november onwards but the uh, wife, uh, the cellular one, is not shipping until late November. Yeah, it's interesting why there should be such a, a difference. Why they can't line those two times up? I thought that that was that the only, was uh, the you only know, ra- rather odd. But we, I mean, we know manufacturing-wise, uh, you know, Apple have had some some challenges. I mean, I've had some uh, iPhone fives on order for uh, you know near on a month now, and yeah. I think we've only just heard that they've shipped. And in a similar situation. You know, we had couriered direct from from uh, China. Uh, the uh, you know the ca- the uh, charging and, and syncing uh, um, cable for them. So um. yeah, but it's the it's the computer industry equivalent of a first world problem. I mean, heaven's sake, you know, they make more stuff. They the, sorry, they can't make enough stuff to meet demand. What a problem is that? Eh? Yeah, it's a great problem to yeah. have. Yeah. 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 And I, I think that seems to be the similar situation Microsoft have with the Surface. Yeah. From you know what what we've uh, seen, that uh, seems to have sold out in, in most markets. And you know, there's now a few weeks uh, you know delay if if you want to order one of those. So that's actually a bit of a turn up for Microsoft because we're used to hearing yeah. these sort of stories around Apple. Yeah. Uh, and <coughs> you know, coming across Microsoft in a similar situation, I think they um, did that on purpose. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> They've got them in the stock room, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but well, they were coming direct from the factory. You know, I was thinking, you know, with my pre-order one, I thought, oh well, I'll have a, they'll at least have a bunch of stock ready to go from the US, so they're not having to actually pay, you know, FedEx for 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 you know shipping from uh, from from China. Uh, you know, but a probably they've got such a deal with FedEx now that it doesn't. It's cheaper for them just to ship them all direct. Yeah. Uh, but 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 B, yeah, maybe there actually just wasn't that level of stock built up. So I was able to sort of watch and 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 track it sort of ship into the US because because that was the only place really to uh, uh, or the best place to get to one get for one, launch yeah. day, yeah. and then and then the net, and then uh, you know getting that FedExed from um, you know from that point in the US to to New Zealand. Uh, um, yeah, we had that one. We we bought an iPad three, and watching it bounce around from Chinese warehouse to Chinese warehouse was highly entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the iPad Mini Wi-Fi will be in NZ stores on Friday, and the fourth generation iPad. The fourth generation iPad. That's an interesting one. Yeah. So um, it's got quite a speed bump, hasn't it? Quite the speed bump. It's got the new uh, A6 in uh, a good way. Dual core. Yep, definitely the same processor as the new iPhone. The front-facing HD camera, uh, which was always something I found was missing from the regular full-size iPad, the last one. And also, I think the main reason for Apple upgrading was to get the new Lightning connector in there. I don't think they want anything in the store that runs the old cable now. So, um, so what's the consensus on on Apple having their um, having the Lightning connector? Um, you know, personally, every, everyone's seen how easy it is to uh, to plug in because you can put it around, uh, you know, either direction. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't seem 
as though it really is that different from um, you know from a micro USB. And what I love about micro <coughs> USB is every other device yep. I you know I own or get in for a review. I can use that standard micro USB yeah, yeah. cable, whether it's in the car, whether it's charging anything, it's just so so simple. The computer industry has a long history of spurious product differentiation, you know. Um, uh, it's partly that, I think. It's, um, it's almost for the sake of it. I think uh, in, in the European Apple stores, there is a micro USB to lightning adapter available. There's but a that, converter, isn't there? Yeah, because that's they, because they, they fall under the European regulations, so they had to do that. So yeah, because really the industry decided we are going to standardise for yep. for mobile phones on micro yep. USB, yep. and and it was even regulated in in the EU. Yeah. Uh, but then they allowed you to have a converter, which it seems like. Well, what's the point of standardising if you? You know, need need to have a converter in the mix. It's a bit of a bit of an odd one, uh, but I can understand it for the bigger devices. Maybe they want to push a little bit more power into them. I mean, we saw with the Microsoft Surface that has a proprietary um, charging uh, connector that looks a little bit like the um, you know Apple's MagSafe connector on their laptops. Yeah. And you know, the, from from what I heard on the presentation, that's in order to to ensure that it can charge reasonably quickly, even though it's got a, a you know a sizable. Uh, battery in it, so there are probably some reasons for uh, for having things a little bit different. Oh yeah, I'm sure there's some technical reason yeah. involved, and I think the 30 pins. I read it's been around 10 years now from the original iPod, so you, you know it's had a good life, and it's great for the third party manufacturers because they get to kind of start all over again. And yes, and uh, make some more money, sell some more accessories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, uh, a, a little bit of um, uh, local news. We've heard that. Um, uh, Telecom New Zealand today have uh, have just started selling the iPhone 5. Uh, they, they're calling it on prepay, but it basically means you can buy the phone outright. Yeah. Uh, whereas previously, we you know uh, we had to sign a contract if you wanted to get your hands on the phone. It's Twenty bucks less than everywhere else, I think. Apparently, yeah, it's twenty dollars yeah. less than even uh, the Apple Store online, yeah. and you can go in now to Telecom and buy that from today. Twenty dollars out of what thirteen hundred. Not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's good. It's good. It's well, good it gets to, it's you good into see. their store, doesn't yeah, it? Exactly. And I think, um, and I think that's what they're yeah. trying to do. Get you, yeah. You know, hey, would you like a plan while you're here? Type thing. Well, one of the in- one of the interesting things is is that telecom still has to do a lot of work around mindshare in the in the mo- in in the market. Now, um, we hope to have online by today, but it's it's still not quite finished yet. Our uh, video where we compare the. Uh, um, New Zealand's mobile networks from a speed perspective and one of the things that we did was we went out and interviewed people in the street and asked them well who do you think is going to have the fastest mobile network in New Zealand and it wasn't that long ago where you know tests and so on were suggesting that that was that it was that it was telecoms XT network mm. uh, that was uh, you know the fastest in in every case uh, but the the response from the just the general public in the street um, certainly wasn't in that direction. Um, so quite, you know, yeah, just quite fascinating what people think. Now I'm sure this varies in different parts of the country and you know different demographics. But uh, when when we just uh, you know walked around asking people in the street, it was uh, it was very uh, one sided, shall we say? Um, red, quite quite fascinating. <laughs> quite red, um, <laughs> which I'm sure Vodafone will be very pleased to hear. But Auckland's Vodafone's market. That's true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, yeah. 
So, but you know, I think s- s- smart on on telecoms part, just doing that a little a little bit cheaper. Um, to, so to get pe- you into the pe- store, people yeah. will you know will come in and uh, get it from that store. Be- yeah. You know, knowing the product's going to be you know it's pretty much the same product where, wherever they exactly. buy. Exactly, and, and, so. and if ten or twenty percent of those people walk out with a plan. You know, that, that, that's good for telecom. That, that covers it as well, yeah. yeah. Um, now, a uh, couple of other bits and pieces. Um, Countdown Supermarket with their click and collect service. Now, I was just looking at this the other day, and uh, and I thought this this uh, this type of service is actually um, um, yeah, probably quite smart of them to have. So they've got two services, one where you can sort of, you know, build up your uh, list of things that you regularly buy and go and order online and have them, you know, drop it off to you. Um, but that's uh, maybe, I don't know, fifteen twenty dollars per delivery, depending on the size. Uh, but now they've got another option, which is, is you know, much uh, lower cost between sort of six dollars and three dollars, depending on the size of your order. Uh, where instead of you having to, um, you know, push a trolley around the supermarket, you can just go in and put your order online. And you, you know, as you, if you're driving past on the way home from work, etc., you can just go in and pick it up. Yeah, what happens to ice cream? <laughs> well, yeah, there are certain products where that d- yeah. that's not going to fit too yeah. well. But I just, you know, I think, well, you know, people are busy these days. And yeah. if you can use the technology to make it really easy to order and you've maybe got sort of some standing things that you can use, you know, that that's good use of technology. And, uh, yeah, get somebody else to do that running around yeah. for you. From the supermarket's perspective, they can afford to uh, contribute to the cost of having somebody push the trolley around because they get you your business rather than you maybe going to another supermarket. Well, it's going to take you, what, half an hour? And most people's time is, what, 40 bucks an hour. So 3 or $4 for that. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty pretty yeah. handy. Yeah, so uh, yeah. So anyway, something for people to have a look look at if you're interested. Is yeah, that countdown's uh, um, click and uh, collect. Uh, another thing uh, which we, we we might pick up on this um, a little bit more next week, but uh, is just how competitive the uh, mobile networks are getting in these sort of prepay uh, plan space with these nineteen dollar plans that are still floating around. Yes. And Telecom just announced today that those that are on there. Nineteen dollar uh, little bundle, which at the at the moment for 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 a, a, a limited time, although I think it keeps going if you so, if you sign up for it and and manage to um, you know keep your account and credit and stay on it, gives you that hour worth of calls a month, five thousand text messages and five hundred megs worth of data for nineteen dollars. Uh, also, so if you're you're on that, you'll get free SMS and calls to other telecom users through to the thirty first of March. Um, which is is quite a bit of uh, you know potential usage, particularly if you, for instance, maybe got a, a family that all jumped onto this. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that for the amount of calls and and data and text that that's talking about would cost you in the direction of you know hundred dollars. Well, I'm on a plan. I think I've got about that same amount of use for about twice that price. Yeah, mm. There was mm. a few. Um, I read a few tweets today in Telecom's direction saying you know where's the incentive to stay on a plan? You know. Yeah. Well. Quite. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, businesses are sort of feeling feeling the burn. Yeah. Uh, because these these are just you know so low cost. I mean, I think these are, these are really lost leaders for the mobile companies that are trying to win share. Yeah. But the, you know the fact that all of them have ended up doing something reasonably similar is interesting. And actually, the one that's probably the least competitive is two degrees. Yeah. Uh, you know, which, which is the network that we expect to have the lowest cost. Yeah. Um, but these plans are, ju- are just so low cost. Uh, that I, you know, I think effectively Telecom are, are, are losing money on it to win some market well, share. Well, no, what I think what you're seeing here is is the ultimate um, effects of the getting rid of mobile termination rates. 
and this is this is where it ends up and it's it's you know it's cheaper calls thing that gets me about these is 5000 sms's who over the age of about 21 does 5000 sms's well, I guess it's, um, yeah, you, you don't need them, but by throwing them in, it means that that, yeah. that supports the you know, younger people who do do yeah, a lot yeah. of text messages, but also from a carrier's perspective, well, it costs us virtually nothing to give you 5000 I mean, they could probably give you 10000 or 20000 you know, It wouldn't make much difference yeah. well, to them. Well, some of their plans are actually unlimited um, anyway. So. Mm, yeah, mm. that's right, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, some larger data would be uh, preferable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 500 megabytes mm. yeah that, 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 that that's a stumbling block for me on that kind of plan the, the yeah. minimal data yet now the other bit of news which which we, we were expecting to be announced uh, an announcement in New York uh, you know today uh, from uh, from Google now that was cancelled because uh, there's some been some pretty uh, crazy uh, weather there I can see yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, what um, what have we heard? We've heard a little bit about uh, Nexus Seven uh, so pricing being uh, 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 bumped down, or the amount of storage that's coming in the devices um, the uh, bumped up. Sixteen gig model came down in price. And yeah, they released a 30, to one hundred and ninety nine yeah. uh, US, and they released a thirty two gigabyte storage model. For, for, yeah, for two four nine. Yeah. So that's that, I mean that uh, really keeps Google extremely competitive. Uh, in that uh, in that tablet uh, space, even if theirs isn't the, I guess the preferred uh, you know product. Yeah, I mean in the run up to at Christmas, that pricing, yeah. you you're gonna yeah. you're gonna sell a lot anyway, right? Yeah. Pocket money. Well, not quite pocket money prices, but in the run up to Christmas, it's gonna yeah. sell you know millions. And uh, and we're we're also expecting details um, through on the Android uh, 4.2 uh, release. And there's been a Google uh, details come through of uh, a Google Nexus 10. So we're talking about a 10-inch uh, Android uh, tablet coming into the market. Uh, I think we're talking 399 US for a uh, 16 uh, gig uh, Wi-Fi model and uh, 499 for um, the 32 gig uh, Nexus 10. So uh, super high-res screen, I believe. And uh, yeah, what resolution is that? Uh, is that screen? Uh, I think um, it's actually uh, higher than the Retina iPad. Yeah, I think it's the the same as what we see traditionally on a thirty inch monitor. Wow. Uh, which is two five six zero pixels by sixteen hundred uh, pixels. So yeah, a really really high uh, uh, pixel uh, density. So um, yeah, Im- Im- impressive stuff really. Uh, and that's going to come with the Android uh, Android uh, 4.2. So we'll see uh, we'll see what we can do about getting our hands on uh, on one of those uh, to keep everyone in the in in the loop on uh, on that. Um, it's going to come in at uh, 603 grams, uh, which compares to what's the iPad at at the moment. I think 652 grams is is what I've. Uh, what I've got here, so um, yeah, I mean, it's it's designed to be uh, to be pretty pretty competitive in in a, in a bunch of ways. Um, I mean, amazing how high definition some of these screens are uh, uh, are getting, and w- of course we've got that other Microsoft Surface coming out uh, within ninety days, which is the uh, uh, the Pro model that will run full Windows eight, and that uh, you know similar sort of uh, resolution, not quite as high. That one comes in at um, nineteen twenty by ten eighty. Uh, yeah, some amazingly high-resolution screens at the moment. Um, 
yeah, yeah, just, yeah, just, so it's yeah, really just a great time to be a consumer. It um, is, isn't yeah, it? Especially, I, I think all these things that we're talking about, yeah, uh, a reflection of the intense competition, yeah. the desire of all the tech companies to be uh, owning a, yeah, um, the, you know, their fair slice of of the market, and you know, although in some areas it's going to get harder for there to be a lot of innovation. Uh, in areas where it's possible, uh, I think we, we're going to see that innovation, uh, you know, continue on. And it's wonderful for reading text as well. Yep, I mean um, the high the high definition screens definitely make a difference, and that's that's probably one of the, yeah. one of the standout uh, yeah things is you know as we move to you know ebook reading and so on 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 tablets uh, that makes a big difference. Mm. Maybe not quite so much for uh, you know for some of the video type uh, content, but de- definitely for. Uh, you know, t- textual content. It's great. It's a it's a it's a problem for developers though, developing for all those different screen. And, the, and a lot of the iOS developers are extremely happy with the new iPad Mini resolution because they won't. They just left it the same, right? It the which same had some ways too. seemed yeah. a little bit of a of a cop out. Almost, but you, yeah. You can yeah. you can see the benefit. Uh, right. A lot of developers breathe a, breathe a sigh of relief. Ooh, you know. Well, well, Apple, I guess, haven't. Uh, yeah, haven't put quite so much pressure on their developers yeah. a, as have maybe some of the other ecosystems. Yeah. Uh, particularly, uh, you know, Android with support for you know really broad, a broad, uh, you know, variety of resolutions there. Yeah. And that ha- I think has made it easier for their, uh, um, you know, their developers to have a lot of tablet-specific apps, yeah. which we don't really see uh, so much on on Android, really. Mm. Yeah, I think um, that's where Android kind of lacks in the tablet market with the the app availability and that's purely down to as you say the amount of screen resolutions that developers have to deal with and things like that and and those adaptive um those adaptive designs aren't always that great yeah yeah and there was the new um lg nexus 4 was there from google today uh that's their new flagship. Oh yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, that's uh, that's finally um, become official, hasn't it? After all the uh, leaks. So yeah, because there was uh, there was one of those left in a bar as well, wasn't there? Um, oh, sort of uh, I- iPad style it's and almost uh, customary, or yeah. iPhone style. Uh, yeah, yep. Yeah, no, that that's that's fully official. In fact, that's up on uh, up on Google's site now. Um, all the all the details around the um, uh, the Nexus Four, really a pretty uh, a pretty high end uh, pretty high end phone. Um, Aside from leaving out LTE, which was much talked about today, yeah, strange decision. But well, I guess you know they're you know they're trying to uh, stay sort of competitive on a uh, you know on a on a from a price uh, perspective. And you know, LTE does you know does have some challenges associated with it from the amount of battery draw, yeah. and so on. And and you know, Android um, has you know traditionally been a little bit um, um, you know uh, heavier in terms of its battery use from an operating system perspective, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and even the way the apps sort of multitask and and operate on it. So uh, leaving out LTE. Uh, probably helps them deliver a, uh, a a a better battery life, but yeah, we're seeing a similar uh, screen resolution on uh, the the Nexus Four uh, that we have on, for instance, you know, Galaxy S3 and so on, uh, 1280 by 768 yep. pixel uh, uh, resolution. Um, but yeah, there, there's um, there's lots and lots of info online. You know, we've we've I guess sort of covered some of these topics off reasonably thinly, but. Uh, 
hope everyone's uh, enjoyed hearing about those. Um, we what we don't know around some of the products, for instance, the Nexus Four, um, is whether it will get any launch, you know, any availability in New Zealand, yeah. um, or if that would be the case when that is. Uh, the Surface, we've pretty much got uh, got got uh, uh, pretty. I think pretty pretty clear impression that that will become available uh, from Microsoft in the New Zealand market uh, as it has done in Australia, but we don't know the specific timing around that. Uh, but um, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll keep uh, listeners in the in the loop as uh, as we hear a little bit more, um, and we'll talk more about um, about some of these products as we get more time with them. Uh, I think you know Windows 8 and Windows RT. It is going to take a bit of time to work through the challenges, what works, what doesn't. Um, they are not the same as having a full-blown uh, PC on on your on your desk. Uh, you exactly. know, I've learned that already around yeah. Windows R- RT. Um, some of the little bits and pieces I've tried to do, and you know, it's more those sort of edge, unusual things that you might do on on a full-blown computer. Uh, you know, for instance, um, I've got a, a Skype call that I interview that I need to uh, record. And you know, I was thinking about the traditional app that I use to do that. Well, that you know, that that's not going to run yeah. on a on a Microsoft Surface tablet. Uh, you know, and there were certain types of apps that I've been looking for in the marketplace, of which you know, so far there's not so many of. Uh, but this sort of thing is probably going to uh, you know smooth out a little bit over time. Yeah, it's got to do a bit of maturing, but it's um, the Surface, the great 1.0, definitely. Good. Hey, well, thanks everybody for uh, for listening, and that really wraps up um, this episode of the New Zealand Tech Podcast. Uh, now, guys, where do we find you online, Bill? BillBennett.co.nz, and um, I've been writing a lot more about tech since I was last on here. Yeah, you, I've noticed a lot of uh, a lot of blog entries coming through from you. Um, I've kind of got my um, feeling back for it. I think. <laughs> Well, the, and there's been there's been some some fairly interesting topics to uh, yeah. you know to talk about too. So w- you've been blogging a bit around Windows Windows Eight. Some of your experiences there recently. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been. I mean, I've been enjoying it, but it's um, some of the things I'm finding are um, they're not. I wouldn't I wouldn't call them frustrations, but I'm finding things you know, things out about it that weren't weren't apparent before um, was using it. Um, but yeah, I've been doing a lot more. I've been, I've, I've actually been enjoying it a lot more as well. Getting some interaction going, which is really why I do it. Well, you've got a reasonable audience that uh, yeah. that, that 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 reads what you put out there. So, um, uh, and and you you write on some interesting topics. So, um, yeah, I think well worth well worth having a look on. And you're on Twitter, um, Bill Bennett NZ. Excellent. Two N's and two T's. Okay. Now, Paul, you can find us at www.iphonenewzealand.co.nz uh, and I'm on Twitter at POHQ. Excellent, excellent. All right, well, um, you guys can track me down. Uh, my uh, my main blog is, uh, is techjungle.com and on Twitter I'm just Paul Spain. Uh, for the NZ Tech Podcast, uh, we're at nztechpodcast.com, uh, facebook.com slash nztechpodcast and, uh, and we're on Twitter and, uh, and Google Plus as well. Um, the growing Google Plus. Yeah, yeah, it seems it seems to be getting more attention. I like um, it. Week to week, actually, it's 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 fascinating to watch. Uh, you know, considering it was almost written off. Uh, you know, if we look back, sort of, you know, six months, 12, 12 months ago, and it's uh, it's it's really starting to grow now. It still sometimes feels a bit like it's a cahoon on a Sunday evening, but yeah. <laughs> I don't actually go on Google Plus too often, but when I do, I find myself saying, "Hey, you know what? This this is okay." Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. Good. It's, yeah. it's it's good. The community is not yeah as as developed. 
Yeah, there's there's uh, plus sides and downsides of that, but yeah, uh, yeah we'll, we'll we'll save all that uh, up for another episode. Hey, thanks everyone for listening in. We will catch you on the next episode next week. Thanks See ya. Cheers.